Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks for being here with me. Before we jump into the show, just a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. This is a Himalayan salt company. So they have Himalayan salt lamps, salt shakers, salt grinders, salt heat bags, everything you need to improve your lifestyle through pink Himalayan salt. Now, this is much better than that white refined non-nutrient salt that sometimes that we're still using, but this is a small way, small thing that you can do to start improving your lifestyle and get some minerals and nutrients into your body. So check out makmystic.com for more information. So today I have Dr. Cynthia Akril coming on the show. I'm going to refer to her as Cindy when you hear her in the interview, but she's actually studied the brain. She's been doing this for a long time. We're talking all about stress and how to improve your lifestyle through reducing stress. Now, Cindy brings up all kinds of interesting topics. You know what? This is the first time she did an actual exercise on air. It's the first time we had anyone come on and show you exactly what you can do instead of telling you how to do it. She's doing it with you on air. Super exciting. We're talking about breath work, nutrition, and how to reduce stress in your life. So stay right there. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome back to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for being with us today. And as you heard all about Cindy Akril in the introduction, she's online with us now. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's our pleasure. Before we get into some details about stress and all the wonderful information you're going to share with us today, <laughs> I just want you to give our listeners a chance to resonate with you and maybe some information about your background and how you got into all the wonderful things you're doing now. Well, it's funny. I was just writing a bio for a TV segment that I'm going to be doing and the bottom line is that I talk about stress because I did it all wrong for a number of years and I learned that handling stress the wrong way does not work. So I began to seek ways to find how to really deal with stress. I was a primary care doc and didn't handle it well then. Then I spent 10 years studying the brain and kind of looking under the hood doing brain mapping and biofeedback to see what makes us tick under the hood. And it was really apparent at that point that when a brain is stressed, it can't learn. So I began to do more research and learn more about stress and how we can make better choices and find ways that we can handle it and keep our brilliance and resilience intact. So it's been a a long, circuitous pathway through applied neuropsych and coaching education and now working with leaders on stress. Your most favorite thing that you're doing right now regarding stress? Breath work is always my go-to. Breath work? Um, Yeah, breath work is my... Let me answer that with two ways. One, the in the moment something that I need when I need to adjust my stress level, breath work is my easiest way. The second part, the long-term strategy is to make sure life is fun. Good. I want to talk about some of these suggestions that we talked about off air. Why don't we just start talking about breath work right now? Because sure. it's a good segue since we brought it up. It's one of your favorite ways to deal with stress. It is. Um, you know, as a physician who got pregnant and took Lamaze, I didn't give breathing much credit at all. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, whatever. Um, and then later on in my career, I got to see that when you change your speed or your rate of breathing or your depth of breathing, 
breathing. I had people hooked up to EEGs or brain waves and EKGs and skin conductance machines. And I saw that within just a few breaths, you can shift your physiology and the activity in your brain. So I'm, I'm a, I guess, a skeptic by nature. Once I saw the proof that you could really do something by changing your breathing, I was intrigued and started to research it and play with it more. And it turns out that in the moment when you're stressed, you can just slow your breath down, bring it down lower in your lungs, and you can really gain back some of your power in that moment. So I love it. I do a breath in particular. I found you got to make it simple. Um, I do one called the 555 breath where you breathe in to a count of five, hold to a count of five, and out for a count of five. And it turns out you have five fingers, so that's a pretty easy thing to do without thinking. Make your fingers go up and down. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's a a great, easy way to teach someone how to... Because I believe we're conditioned through habits. When we're stressed out, we can start to form habits of this 555 breath work when we're stressed out. Exactly. And the beauty of habits is it's your brain's way of saving energy. It hardwires a habit in so that you don't have to think about it. I mean, imagine if you had to think about brushing your teeth. It would be exhausting. (laughs) So your brain has wired up a system for brushing your teeth so you don't need to think about it. Once you have a habit, it's easy to add habits to it. So brushing your teeth can be a perfect time to slow down your breath don't joke on the toothpaste, but slow down your breath and think about your intentions for the day. You can tie habits together, and that will help you fight stress with more ease. Do you have another exercise for us for breath work? Um, Sure. I I would just actually add to the one that you're doing just then. Um, Would you like me to actually count it out or lead somebody? Yeah, let's do it. So, So if everybody would just take a deep breath in and out, and then count in to... Three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, out, two, three, four, five, in, two, three, four, five, now use your own fingers to hold, five, and then out, five. And while you're counting in, holding, and out, five, on your next breath, ask yourself, how's your energy right now? Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And then on your next breath, ask what you need right now in this moment or what's needed of this moment. Again, in, hold, out, five. And the last question for the last breath is who do you want to be in this moment? And then bring your breath back to normal. Just take a second to notice how you feel. Any more clear? That was good for me. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm glad, Drew. Yeah. I'm hoping it was good for other people. I was doing I it do with that you. Over, and over in workshops and people really like the empowerment of it. We don't check in enough. We have to interrupt our busy lives to see if we're okay. And I think a lot of stress management is about energy management, which is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. And by spiritual, I mean how connected you feel to your purpose, to your faith, to your people. Um, And sometimes, you know, one of those is off and we figure out what's needed in the moment. Maybe you need some water, you're dehydrated. 
maybe you need to answer somebody on something that's bugging you uh, to, to reconnect. But it can take just a few seconds to figure that out. And the last question of who you want to be really is empowering because we always have a choice in the face of whatever's going on to be who we want to be. And that will ramp back up your frontal lobe and your intention so that you have more power under stress. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, you know, I love what you're saying, you know, from energy work and just taking some time for yourself. I think we're so busy. And I mean, that's our mindset, of course, but we rarely give ourselves time to reset and relax and give ourselves a moment to understand where we're at. And just by whether we're stressed out or not, just giving yourself a few minutes a day to do a, a simple exercise like you walked us through is it would change people's lives. It really does. We have to disrupt busy because busy is mindless and mindful has a lot more power to it. When you're present to what's going on, when you have a strategy to take care of yourself, you can do so much more, and you'll be also probably a lot more pleasant to be around in the process. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Cindy, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, I okay. want to get more into this. This is good stuff, so stay with us on the line. And uh, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back with Cindy Acryl on Exploring Mind and Body. All right, just a quick word from our sponsor, Fitness Matters, and we're talking about the move ball. You heard Anita Parker on a previous show. She designed this move ball. Now, the move ball isn't just a ball. It's a medicine ball with handles, and it's actually an entire product called the Transform Kit. It includes a 30-day challenge. You have a skipping rope, a core ball, a workout guide, and even a daily logbook. Now, I love 30-day challenges. I often talk about 10-day challenges, and it's always inspiring to give us a little boost and move us forward. 30 days is even better. So I love that there's a workout guide and a daily logbook for you to record everything that's going on. So after that 30 days, you can come back to it and see what was working, maybe where you struggled or where you found success, and keep moving forward with all those successes. If you want more information, they have videos, they have exercises, and more details on their blog. It's at fitnessmattersblog.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Cindy Ackrell on the line, and we're talking about stress, N number of different realms of stress. Cindy actually just walked us through an exercise, which is the first time we've had one done on air and on the show, which was super cool. So hopefully you get a chance to listen to the first segment. In this segment, Cindy, before we get into nutrition, I just want to talk about how we breathe. I kind of feel that a normal breath rate for each individual is short and rapid, and then it gets shorter and more rapid when we get more stressed out or angry or frustrated. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Our, our breath is an involuntary system and a voluntary system, and it's reacting to what's going on through all these feedback mechanisms are between our heart and our brain. Um, and our whole nervous system is guiding how often we breathe and how much oxygen we need and where we need to move it. When we're stressed, the brain has sort of a one-size-fits-all stress reaction that goes on, whether it's the woolly mammoth chasing us or it's a nasty email in our inbox. Our brain just registers danger and sounds the danger alarm. And part of that alarm includes speeding up our breath because it wants to deliver more oxygen to our muscles so we can run away from the woolly mammoth. It's an old system. It's a really old system, and it hasn't been updated for email. So, <laughs> so immediately our breath starts to increase. Unfortunately, when we're breathing quickly, a lot of people are holding breath, and 
also breathing very inefficiently. We really breathe best because our lungs are bellows. We breathe best, best, let me try that again. (laughs) We breathe best when we're slow and bring the breath all the way down to the bottom of our lungs because that's the largest part of the lungs. There's more surface area there. You get more oxygen exchange. But when we're breathing up high in our chest like we do when we're tight or just watch somebody in the grocery line who's gotten in the wrong line and look at the top of their chest rise and fall. When you're breathing like that, it's really not very efficient. And it's sending all kinds of signals in these loops back that you're in trouble. Is there a, a way we can start to breathe deeper? Is it just being conscious of your breath work or is there things that we can do to increase our lung capacity, if you will? Um, the more you practice it, the better. Swimmers and musicians are better because they, have, they naturally practice their breath to do what they're doing. But you can practice it just a couple minutes a day. It starts to make a difference in your awareness. The easiest thing of all is just put your hands down sort of just above your belly button and just for a couple of breaths, See if you can breathe, just kind of thinking of the breath coming in your nostrils and down to your hand and back up again. Or put a hand on the outside of your rib cage and see if you can expand the bottom of your ribs a little bit with your breath. The more you develop awareness around it, the more you'll notice when it's off. And that's what so much of stress management is about, is increasing that awareness again to know how you are in the moment and what you need to adjust to be at your best. Yeah, I think breath work is is incredible to change our, our entire lifestyles. So thank you for sharing that information with us. Sure. In this segment, I want to jump into nutrition because okay. I love to talk about nutrition. <laughs> and I think it's... Uh, and I love to eat. <laughs> Many of us love to eat. <laughs> so let's talk about how you love to eat. <laughs> you love to eat when you're stressed out or just all the time? Or both? All the time. All the time. When I'm happy, when I'm stressed, yeah. Okay. It works for me. <laughs> so how does how does eating or putting nutrients, you know, I would say quality nutrients in our body change when we're stressed out? It's a lot harder to do once we're stressed. Really, stress management is about these in-the-moment techniques, but it's really uh, the most power comes from the long-term strategies. And one of the words I really like that I, I know you use is nourish. Your body needs a huge variety of nutrients to make all the neurotransmitters, all the chemicals from the reactions that it does. In fact, the stress reaction is about 1,400 chemical reactions. You need a lot of building blocks to make all that. So the more you change your diet, to provide all the nutrients that nature has for us, the stronger you're going to be. Unfortunately, once you're stressed, it's a lot harder to make that decision because that physiology of the stress reaction, that one-size-fits-all reaction, is that it takes the blood away from your frontal lobe to send it to your legs so you can run from the woolly mammoth because it's not the time to be able to do an Excel spreadsheet. you got to run. <laughs> so that's what saves people. But I'm The unfortunate part of that is your willpower and your ability to self-monitor are in your frontal lobe, and you just lost capacity there. So there there are great experiments where they um, take a group of smart people and they give them a test that can't be solved, and then they have to make a decision between donuts and green, I think it was radishes, I forget the original one. they don't make the right decision when they're frustrated because they can't solve the test. It's like you burn out the willpower really, really quickly when you're stressed. So if you can develop a habit of knowing that you need to nourish yourself, 
that, you know, when you're starting to feel tense, it's the time to reach for something that gives you the fuel you need to get through it, you're really going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. I like how you said the fuel because it seems like we're burnt out. I'm not sure if that's what you said, but it seems like we're burnt out when we're stressed out. So we just grab the closest thing, which usually kind of seems like our taste buds. You know, we, we see sugar and we see if it's a donut, we see a, a nice looking glazed donut. And we reach for that instead of something that's going to give us fuel and nourish our body. I guess that's what happens when you're worn out or stressed out. Yeah, and it happens. I mean, that, that donut lights up your reward center. You're a happy camper for a few minutes. It doesn't last, though. So if you can keep enough brain power going to realize that that's not the choice that lasts for you. Um, even if it's in the beginning of, okay, I'm going to have some donut and I'm going to have part of an apple. That's a better choice than all donuts. Backing up even further, take a pile of apples to the office and have one at 10 o'clock before you get hungry. Mm, I love prevention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then you don't get to that point where your your brain is seeking sugar in any form it can find. That's right. I think we do more emotional eating, though, than actual we're starving. So what happens if we're, are we stressed out before we become an emotional eater or are we stressed out afterwards and then become an emotional eater? cycle. Uh, you know, I think for most people that get to the emotional state, we have a history of being exposed to things that give us the hit, the sugars, the fats, the salt, all of that. Um, and, you know, it's been shown those are addictive things in our brains. Um, so it's, it's a bad recipe. You have a stressed person and you have access to, to stuff and it feels good to do. Um, unfortunately, you go through a bad period, you start eating that that way, you you get stuck in it very, very quickly. You get addicted very quickly. He's like, um, the guy who used to be head of the FDA wrote a book about overeating. And said after an experiment showed that after just three days of dessert, that on the fourth day you're you're truly craving it at the end of the meal. Mm-hmm. Only I'm, three days. I'm several decades into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I use an example of when I, I lived in Australia for about six or seven months, and a friend gave me a giant g- garbage can of all these mangoes because he had a mango tree, and um, you can't eat them quick enough unless you give them away or sell them or whatever you do with them. Mm-hmm. Or they, they, you know, they go rotten, and I told them how much I love them, so I would start to eat them all the time because I didn't want them to go bad. I'd have them after every meal. Then I start to ration myself when I they got a little less, and then when I wouldn't have one after a meal, I'd start to crave them, and then exactly, I, then I'd ration myself a little more, and then I'd just crave them more. So my body was just used to having that mango, whether it's the sugar or sweet, or just having a mango afterwards. After every meal, mm-hmm. that's what I thought about was that mango. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty ad- we addict very well. <laughs> we adapt to addiction well. We <laughs> adapt to addiction. <laughs> yeah, so that, but that's, that's also an example I use for a way that we can change our habits or cravings towards something healthy. So if we start to create habits of something healthy after dinner instead of something maybe sugary or just sweet or fatty, whatever it is, if we put a, a healthy meal after that's sweet and nutritious, then we can start. To, we would start to crave that as well instead of something less healthy. Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have the grip on your brain that the pure sugar has. It just doesn't. But you can really train yourself to start to notice how you feel after the good meal. Have the good meal first, and if you're still hungry for the sweet, have some of it when you're already full. 
Um, you know, there have been studies that shown that we can be pretty full and we can arouse our taste buds and buds and our juices, et cetera, going just by seeing images of something sweet. So it, it's a tough battle. It really is. But make sure you're getting the nutrition in the same process. Absolutely, especially when you're stressed out. And I loved how you say, you know, in prevention, you know, before that time, if we know we have a, an assignment that's due or we have a, a business meeting coming up or a project that needs to be finished, you know, have something before we, you know, before we are stressed out because then we have the opportunity to prevent. And I believe in prevention as opposed to treatment. Yeah. I am appalled by how many high achievers have lost their sense of hunger. They've denied it for so long that they're really not in touch with it anymore enough to know that they are running on decreasing capacity. <laughs> you know, they're not as efficient. Their brain can't fire as quickly because they skip the meal to keep on going, to keep on going, to keep on going. And if you do that every time, you lose that awareness of what you need. So to eat proactively for it, to know that, you know, this is a tough week. I need some snacks with me. It can be really important. Cindy, before we wrap things up here, tell us what you're doing right now. You have a radio show. Are you allowed to talk about that right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I haven't been doing that quite as much. I'm about to launch a little, um, well, not so little, a TV show for the Whatever It Takes Network, which is um, a group of high achievers who are finding ways to grow their businesses and thrive in the world and so it's going to be called tapped in how to tap into your power instead of feeling tapped out so i'm really excited about that i'm doing a lot of coaching of individuals and i'm about to run another stress workshop i do these three weeks stress workshop webinars for people who want to find the tweaks and little changes they can do to create a life that has a lot more power to it and thrive um, it's not about overhauling everything. I think that's really important. We're not all going to move to the mountaintop and become Zen masters, but how can you find little things you can change in your life that are going to make a big difference in your energy at the end of the day? So how do the workshops work? Are they online? you have to show up in person? It's on, yeah, it, no, it'll be a teleseminar. I don't have them posted. That uh, Meeting with my web person after this, I don't have the next date posted yet, but it's um, a three-part webinar series, and then it can include optionally some individual coaching sessions. And just look at the, you know, how stress works, how it works in your life, what are the strategies and tools you can use to make a difference. Because unless we get proactive about it, how do you do your coaching? You do one-on-one -on -one coaching? I do one-on-one -on -one and group coaching. Um, and I do a lot of speaking engagements. I love to work with groups. It's a lot of fun to work with groups, especially when you get to change the culture in an organization or just power people back up again. We're, we're all running on empty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's so many people don't realize when they say, it's hard for me to wrap my head around when they say, well, I didn't have time for that. They tell me I didn't have time for work. I didn't have time to eat well. And then, you know, they don't realize that without making that time, you're only half full and you don't have right. the, in your full ability to give 100% to whatever you're doing. Yeah, you're cheating your brain, you're cheating yourself, and you're usually cheating those around you as well when you cheat your self-care. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to do all that, and it doesn't need to be 100%. You know, if you follow the 80-20 rule, that 80% of the time you're making the choices that support nourishing yourself and taking care of your body, a body that's supposed to move, a body that's supposed to be connected to other people. But taking care of those energies ongoing most of the time 
You're going to be great. So where can we reach you at, Cindy? You're going to be at... Um, best, the best way is through my website, which is CynthiaAckle.com. And you can also... Um, all my contact information is on there. I welcome any questions and any way I can support anyone. Okay, fantastic. Well, I just want to thank you for joining us today on Exploring sure. Mind and Body. Thanks so much for sharing all this information. And I love love the breath work and the nutrition and uh, you being here. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I think what you're doing is marvelous. Set deep in the majestic foothills, the Sundry Golf Club boasts stunning views of the Red Deer River and the Rocky Mountains. Along Sundry's recently restored 18-hole course, you'll enjoy a haven of flourishing trees, exquisite water features, rolling greens, and a fair challenge to all golfers with improved, more forgiving fairways. We invite you to discover why this spectacular course is a must-play for all levels, a true golfer's paradise. Call to book your tee time today at 403-638-3510. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you for being here for that show. I hope you enjoyed that. I talked to Cindy off air and, you know, it was just a pleasure to talk to her. She seems like such a real person and I love how she's okay talking about breath work and nutrition and those are, are so important and I so much believe what she's talking about. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you got something out of it. If we just took a moment to breathe once in a while, if we just started to develop a little bit of a habit every time we start feeling frustrated or anger, come on, stress weighs so much on our body and I really feel that in so many ways we can relate injuries or disease or headaches, whatever it is, or however Stream. I think it can be related back to stress. So if we just take a few minutes a day to reduce stress in our lives, it'll be so much better. All right, just a quick word from our sponsor, Rainy Days Medispa. Now they're having a special event on May 29th from 6 to 9 p.m. They're located right here in Sylvan Lake. Exclusive event specials, complimentary skin analysis, makeup applications, hand and foot treatment, door prizes, and more. So this is going on May 29th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Rainy Days Medispa. For more information, check out rainydaysmedispa.com or you can reach them at 403-887-0660. And if you're listening on air, check out Troy's Rock 104 Morning Show. I'm going to be on there on the morning with him offering health tips. All right, that's it. I just want to thank Jameson Brown for edits. Thank you for being here. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.